0: Hey, everyone, I'm Jason Notoris, and this is SPE Talks to Shauna Noonan. Welcome to the SPE podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, we encourage you to do so. It's a great way to keep up with the latest oil and gas technical trends and valuable information. As is our monthly tradition, 2020 SPE President Shauna Noonan joins us in studio to discuss her column and some of your travels. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I
0: just completed my first two-week road trip. And the jet lag kicking in a little bit already?
1: Uh, A little bit.
0: Oh, and this is actually our first conversation since you SB officially became. president. The ceremony taking place at ATCE in Calgary. Where have your travels taken you in this past month?
1: Well, this two-week road trip, I was actually a week in Baku, Azerbaijan, and then I was a week in Moscow. In Azerbaijan, I was at the SBE Caspian Technical Conference, and then in Moscow, it was at the Russian Petroleum Technology Conference. And outside of those conferences, I also got to visit... Several schools. I attended or visited the Baku Higher Oil School, Moscow State University, and then Gubkin University. And it's amazing how, while everyone is providing the same fundamentals in petroleum engineering, the different delivery mechanisms they do with the students, it was quite eye-opening. So I highly recommend for people that are curious, go check out the websites of those schools or if you happen to catch up with me during my travels, I'd be glad to um, talk to you about my my visits.
0: Can you share one of those differences that you did notice?
1: At Goopkin, the amount of technology and real-time data that's being provided to the students even at the undergraduate level was was quite eye-opening talk about having students prepared to enter the oil and gas industry it was it was awesome
0: and I think it's really neat the opportunity you have when you do go to these events how you are able to network with the students and the professionals but also take in some papers as well were there any any good technical sessions that, that you attended that you enjoyed or want to talk about
1: oh most definitely and I again, not ever having to been to Azerbaijan and unfamiliar with the technologies. And of course, for me, I'm an artificial lift person. So even learning the type of artificial lift systems being used, it was, it was fantastic. Really, really good papers. And I highly suggest if you're interested, go to One OnePetro and uh, where you can actually filter on either one of those conferences and access those papers. Very well done.
0: One of the great benefits uh, that SPE provides, and that actually kind of leads us right into the topic of your November column in the Journal of Petroleum Technology, JPT. One of your goals has been SPE strong, and that's one of the first steps that you've addressed is strengthening the quality of SPE's technical content. And one of the bigger obstacles that you've outlined is, is making sure that people know how and where to access the tools available to them.
1: I selected purposely this uh, topic on technical quality as my first deep dive as a monthly column because it's something I've been very passionate about for a long time. When I was originally on the board as a technical director, collectively, us as a group of technical directors, we really wanted to um, address the issue and the importance of technical quality, and we have a wealth of technical content and it's rapidly growing. The value of that technical content, it's derived from the quality of it. Now, having high quality content will continue to strengthen SBE's technical reputation, which is absolutely critical when entering new and emerging markets, attracting new members. hmm And most importantly, maintaining and engaging our current members and corporate sponsors. Again, providing the value for the membership. Now, our technical content, it's also the source of knowledge for the incoming generation. And we need to ensure that it's of the highest quality for our future innovators and leaders to excel. So I actually have four initiatives around this goal. Uh, The first one is to increase the awareness and use of all the tools and methods provided to authors to create high-quality papers. The second is to educate the program committees about the roles and responsibilities towards working with the authors to ensure good and high technical quality. The third is establishing members by which to track technical quality from within SBE's published and presented content. And then finally, four, it's to support and establish a better process for formal peer review.
0: So when you came up with these objectives and you're in the process of developing these processes, what was your inspiration, your motivation? Does this all relate back to some of your own personal early technical submissions?
1: Oh, it definitely does as well as uh, mentoring others. But when I started as a professional member, attending conferences and submitting abstracts, there was a sense of pride about getting an abstract selected you know getting an abstract selected back then it was a, it was a big deal well i guess even today it's still a big deal but companies took pride in having their employees become authors and i know with my employer at the time they really got involved with the writing of the manuscript because their name would also appear on it, it was almost it, it took a village. The number of mentors that I was assigned then to work on this paper, and again doing dry runs to make sure not only the paper was good, but the presentation. It was a collective effort, and some of the more involved companies, you know, they end up garnering industry reputation of publishing very high quality papers and. If you saw that those particular companies were on a conference program, chances are that room is going to be standing room only because people knew that that was going to be a very high quality paper and presentation. Absolutely. Now, I remember, and it was a long time ago, submitting my first abstract and getting it uh, accepted. And this was in 1997, and it was for a section event that did have paper proceedings. It was the Gulf Coast Section uh, ESP workshop, ESP standing for electric submersible pump. And I have to laugh. I use this um, example when I'm visiting students, and it really dawned on me during this last road trip that many of the students I'm talking to now weren't even born when I wrote my first SPE (laughs) paper. Talk (laughs) about making you feel old. But anyway, when I informed my management, who was Chevron at the time, that I had an accepted abstract, like I mentioned, they rallied the mentors to guide me as I wrote the technical paper. You know, there was a lot of work put into it, and again, many rehearsals for the presentation. It was a huge learning experience for me, not only writing the paper, but then enduring the critiques of my peers and mentors. But the end result was a paper that I was proud to have my name on it, And most importantly, the confidence to present it. It was knee shaking at the time to be a young engineer presenting on a topic in a room where most of the people in that room had 20 years more experience on that topic than you did. But, you know, you did it. And one thing I always tell people, too, is only you know best the content of your paper. And I think that's what really Mm. got me through that one.
0: That's a good tip.
1: But since my first paper, SPE membership and events—they've grown substantially that offer a call for papers. Did you realize, Jason, that the number of papers submitted into One Petro is up to four thousand a year? And this is just not abstracts; these are actual papers being submitted into One Petro—four thousand every year.
0: Yeah, you have a really good graph that's going to go with your JPT column this month too. That shows just looking back. Uh, let's take an example. Um, you know you said 1997, is your first paper. Two years later, in 1999, we're at less than 1500,. And to go up now to approaching 45 is or, four, I guess I should say, going up to approach 4,500 is just it's an astronomical jump over, over these past couple decades. And we also have I've heard some of the excuse of time. When am I going to have time? To devote to putting together this paper and making sure that my company gives me the time to do something. So how can SPE or these initiatives that you're proposing, what tools can we offer people? Getting back to your four main points to strengthen the quality of SPE's technical content, we have awareness, education, um, tracking, and and peer review, right?
1: You make a very good point that many of our members today, you know, they may not have the resources within their own companies as I did then to provide mentorship around writing abstracts and manuscripts. Now, we all have the common objective to write high quality papers and to have that SBE logo, you know, that symbol of technical excellence appear on the upper left hand corner, and what SBE has put in a place is tools and processes that guides the authors on how to write quality papers. And at the same time, we provide tools and methods to program committee members on how to mentor their authors during the process. These tools and methods, along with good, peer quality review processes, they should serve well to increase the quality of papers that are not formally submitted for full peer review. And a most recent-ran example, when I was in Russia... Our regional director for Russia, Caspian, she was just getting ready to write or submit her first SBE abstract, and she actually reverted to using some of the tools that we have, primarily a webinar, and she learned so much from that, that that was something that she was bringing and sharing up with other members who were trying to encourage, you know, go ahead and, you know, develop yourself and write that first paper. So the tools we have, they're quite, quite excellent.
0: And, and we do intend in the show notes of this podcast to provide the links to some of those tools as well, so that everyone listening, you have that easy access to go in and see exactly what Sean is talking about.
1: And I mentioned already about full peer review, and I just I want to make it clear that while I'm championing initiatives to improve the full peer review process. It's not the answer for all of our papers, as it would serve to slow the speed from which we disseminate our technical information. And we risk not capturing knowledge from members that don't want the full peer review. And granted, a good portion of our members, when asked if they want to uh, take their paper from a conference and put it in the full peer review, a lot of times they decline. And again, those are two separate, separate initiatives. So, there are two important groups of people that are key to a good quality paper being published in SBE. You have the authors, and then you have the technical program committee. And SBE has developed helpful tutorials for both groups. Now the first step in writing a paper is preparing an abstract. And I get many questions from our members on how to write a good quality abstract which is so important as it's the only information about your proposed paper that the technical program committee gets to review during the selection process. I've already mentioned the case with um, our regional director accessing a webinar, and we actually have a great author resources website that you can find on uh, SPE.org that provides a lot of information on not only how to prepare the abstracts, but also how to prepare the manuscripts and the presentations. Now, I, along with other members, we've even given tutorials to authors during large conferences such as ATCE. If you were to go to the SBE booth at those events, typically there's a rotation of speakers talking on everything from abstracts to papers to the presentations. And I encourage any potential authors to attend because it's just not only the presentation piece, the group discussions that occur after that are also extremely informative.
0: Yeah, those theater presentations usually do draw a good crowd. They have great advice, great tips. And um, what's more is we're trying to, in, in an effort to provide even more information to everyone, um, we've recorded some of those. And those videos will be released on SBE's YouTube channel soon for people to be able to watch who were not able to attend ATCE.
1: Oh, that's excellent. Now, back to the abstract. Um, once the abstract's submitted, it's up to evaluation by the technical program committee. Now, the technical program committee members, they have a really difficult task of building a high quality technical program based just on the information that's presented in those abstracts. And while being a technical committee member is a very rewarding experience, I know I've done umpteen roles, whether it's from chair to uh, session chair in these conferences. It's very rewarding, but they also have a significant role and accountability for the overall technical quality of a conference. And I always say. You know, if you build it, they will come. If you ensure that that conference is high quality, you will get the right people coming to that and the number of people. Now, SBE has put together a document and tutorial on how best to conduct abstract review, rating, and selection to build a quality event. I've served on committees, as I've mentioned, and because it was such a passion of mine to have this guidance, During my first term as SB Board of Directors, I was at the one that's actually speaking in this tutorial where the link is going to be provided also in the JPT uh, article. So what else are we looking to
0: do in order to strengthen these papers? Because this is a great launch pad. What happens when the rocket's in the air? What's the next step?
1: Just because you got your abstracts submitted doesn't mean that paper is going to automatically go into one petro. I consider it as it's an invitation to submit a manuscript for presentation and publication in one petro. Now the author still has the obligation to write a quality paper that delivers on what was described and promised in the abstract. Writing a good paper takes time and rewrites after internal peer feedback. Uh, and also too, not only internal peer feedback, but of course, you have to go through internal a- approval processes, too. So it's best to start the process soon after being notified about abstract acceptance. You know, it's also important for technical committees. They need to be reaching out to authors and reviewing their drafts and providing guidance as well. SBE has recently put together a guiding document for committee members on how best to mentor the authors during this process, and that information should be made available through SBE shortly. And uh, through the authors and technical committee members working together, we're not only going to increase the quality of the paper entering into OnePetro, but then we elevate the technical quality and reputation of the event. As I mentioned, if you build it, they will come. Now, okay, I realize the goal of strengthening technical quality is very ambitious and finding metrics by which to track progress is just even as complex. The SB technical directors and staff, have been working on a method for years on uh, judging the quality of a presentation or paper, you know, it can be very subjective, a lot of people don't realize that SPE does calculate a technical quality index for its events based on responses to the technical quality related question posed in the after event surveys. Unfortunately, because a lot of these surveys are sent through email and many people have opted out, we don't get the number of responses that we need. So again, there could be some bias because those that want to respond, maybe those that don't necessarily have something great to say for, for lack of a better term. So we're also looking for better ways to be trying to collect this feedback, whether we're doing it through the app, while the, the presentations are going on. But then what also makes it complex is if you're asking for someone on technical quality from an event, typically they have just seen the presentation and not the paper themselves. So again, it gets difficult because we are asking for more from our program committee members to be really looking at those manuscripts and giving honest feedback. If the manuscript didn't match what the abstract said, if there's a strong sense of commerciality in the manuscript... Or in in cases, if it's really illegible, the, the program committee members, they need to be reviewing those and then going back to the authors saying this is not worthy of the SPE logo. But then, too, then we're going to need the volunteers for the program committees, especially the ones that have a lot, a lot of papers. You know, again, how do we how do we track metrics on not how good necessarily how good uh, quality is, but at least have some sort of indicator. While it may not be a direct measure of quality, it provides a data point to be used over time to give an indication whether the perceived technical quality is either increasing or decreasing. And at least it gives us a way to monitor the health of our paper conferences and symposiums. And I'm really gonna be looking to feedback from our members on how we actually calculate this index. I really think it needs to be revised, uh, needs to be reformatted in some piece. But then recently, you know, I was talking about this with some SPE members when I was in Russia just this past week. And we we're like, are we really talking about technical quality or what's of more value to the members? is the value they receive for a certain paper. And is that actually something that's easier to measure? It could be a simple yes or no. Did you, did, did you get value from this paper or not? So it's a work in progress and we're really looking for feedback on that. Well, at the end
0: of the day, that just benefits everyone though.
1: Oh, yes.
0: But with so many papers coming in, do we really have enough volunteers to, to help with this review? Am I kind of hearing that correctly in, in some of what you're breaking down right now?
1: You know, there is a formal peer review process. Um, Again, many members don't realize this. And if you see a manuscript number that's followed by a hyphen and then the letters PA, PA stands for peer reviewed. And it's to have a manuscript that has that PA moniker on it. It's both an accomplishment and an honor. Now, the formal peer review process requires considerable to significant amount of hours by the author, the technical peer reviewers, the associate and the executive editors, and the swell of requests for manuscript to be peer reviewed, they've been a challenge for the current peer review methodology, as well as we're very resource constrained. Yes, we're looking for more and more volunteers to be part of the formal peer review, you know, and our our academia, which are so important to the society, they really need to have their papers go through formal peer review and having a process where it may take up to 18 months to finally get something through peer review. That's, that's not acceptable. There are opportunities that I'm going to champion about utilizing digital technology to streamline the process, making it less volunteer intensive, but we still need the volunteers. And then also by utilizing digital technology, hopefully we can decrease the amount of time to complete peer review. So in summary, there are many ways we can all work on strengthening the quality of our technical content. You know, I'm proud of the wealth of technical content, and we've already mentioned, you know, right now on on a yearly basis, we've got 4,000 papers and potentially more going into OnePetro. We're grateful to all our members who have and are planning to contribute to our knowledge repositories. This is what sets SPE apart. And our SBE logo, it's a symbol of technical excellence. And we all, us as authors, program committees, as membership collectively, we need to ensure that our society's content and programs are worthy of having that stamp of quality.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on and talking about strengthening the quality of SBE's technical content. It's great subject matter. Can you give us a little nugget of, of what's to come? On your next column?
1: My next column and the ones um, to be following, I mentioned in my October column that my SP presidency, I'm looking at five focus areas to strengthen the society. The first one was technical quality, and then I will have columns dedicated to the other four. So next month's column is going to be strengthening the tools and methods. Uh, We disseminate knowledge to members. I'm going to be having a column on strengthening up our core disciplines within the society. We're going to have a column on unconventionals, strengthening the knowledge transfer and support of unconventional resources. And then finally, uh, my, my last focus area is strengthening the way we attract and retrain talent. And in amongst them, I've also got some, Uh, future columns around mentorship. And, and I I won't, I won't uh, reveal too much yet. You got to keep people guessing.
0: There you go. Uh, Plenty, plenty to keep us occupied. That's for sure. And and topics that, that really, I think are of interest to a lot of the members and even people who are not SPE members as well. So this is really useful, helpful brilliant information. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Uh, question of the month is next, but first a reminder that SPE members get up to a 50% discount in the SPE bookstore. Visit store.spe.org to look for your next reading material and keep a lookout for SPE's new book, Hydraulic Fracturing, Fundamentals and Advancement, available in the bookstore this month. coordination with Shauna's column each month we also want to ask you the listener a question we'll even be reading some of those responses on future podcasts so here we go question of the month what attributes do you think makes a high quality paper so we want to hear from you on this email your responses to president at spe.org that question again was what attributes do you think makes a high quality paper we're looking forward to reading those Let's keep the conversation going. Use the hashtag SPE podcast to reach us on social. Looking for the latest episodes? Search the SPE podcast on Apple or anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. Please leave reviews. We appreciate the five stars and hearing your feedback. You can even find us online at SPE.org slash podcasts. Special thanks to this episode's guest, 2020 SPE president, Shauna Noonan. I'm Jason Notoris, and thanks for listening.
1: powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers whose vision is to advance the oil and gas community's ability to meet the world's energy demands in a safe, environmentally responsible and sustainable manner learn more at spe.org